0: be our boy mike there he is What's good up? morning how are you
1: i'm 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 locked in my sauna because my house is so noisy right now <laughs>
0: oh I good i was just mentioning you have a whole house that's being remodeled so uh i was kind of curious as to like where you would be located today
1: yeah i've been in the car basically the past what Three, four months doing this um, yeah,
0: outside by the ocean we had like a, right? kind of a woodsy setting last week. <laughs>
1: we nice. had a little beach setting there one time yeah, it was nice. yeah no it's I'm, great. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in my basement in my soundproof, not soundproof but sound limiting um, sauna so I might start sweating here in a little bit too.
0: dude. I think Mike Silva in the and the sauna. That'll get the people tuning in, you know? <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I think so. They want to see the sweaty Portuguese? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, I see you've got some uh, espresso. I do. Maybe. Cheers, nice. yeah. So remember last time when you said uh, once I start drinking black coffee, it will start messing around with it? Right. It didn't stick. It didn't stick. <laughs> it, didn't it didn't stick. stick. <laughs> uh, it didn't stick well but, how many uh,
1: how, you know. how many cups did you give it? How many tries did you get it?
0: I did a couple of days I did a couple of days you know you
1: gotta go you gotta do more than that man
0: I gotta commit to a solid like what two weeks three weeks
1: yeah yeah all you gotta right, make it right. almost you gotta make it a habit like you gotta, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta uh change your taste buds. you gotta get out of the habit of expecting the sweetness when you drink it like this gotcha. espresso is so like bitter and dark and you almost need a fork and knife to drink it. It's so good.
0: <laughs> nice. All right. I'll try to, I'll, let's, I'll give it a couple weeks. I'll let you know my right, progress as we go. Um, so yeah, so I was thinking today, you know, new year, we we talked a little bit about setting goals, getting ready to rock. And uh, one thing that I hear a lot from customers are about like lower leg injuries issues things like shin splints pop up all the time like achilles issues um and so i thought maybe like we'd talk about kind of lower leg stuff you know like calves always are like a thing that people talk about they get like super tight and like they don't know what to do um so i thought you know who better to talk to than mike silva of foundation performance
1: um, well, thank you. Yeah, we can. How do you want to do it? Because I can talk for seventeen hours on lower leg injuries. Uh, okay, cool. Um, so well, I don't know if you want to, like,
0: I'm here till five up. o'clock. So if you want to, just go. Well, <laughs> just go. All right, pick everyone, it up grab next it. next week. <laughs> yeah, <right>. um, <laughs>
1: yeah, but do you, do you want to?
0: Maybe I'll just throw a few at you, and we can talk about them. So, like, let's throw start off me. with like I'll the, catch main, it. the main, the main. Thing I hear a lot, and this is something like I've I've run for years, and it's something I don't really deal with anymore. Shin splints, man. Right. Like, they are seriously a problem for some people. I had a teammate of mine, who would get like legit bruises up and down the front of her legs, um, and. You know, it's, it, it's something that, like, when people start running, like our beginning runner group, we hear it all the time, like, my shins are killing me. I don't know how to fix it. What are some, some things you know about shin splints? Like, what the heck is it, first of all? And That's um, well, a good place to start. We, yeah, how can we fix them?
1: All right. So shin splints is kind of a bucket term of, like, anyone who has pain around their shin or lower leg if it's not directly on the Achilles tendon or the heel or the calf, they typically just get diagnosed with shin splints, but you can look at it as a whole, um, it's a whole cascade of injuries that you could have. Right. Um, mm-hmm. by definition, a shin splint is an irritation of the lining of the bone usually due from overuse or too much tension or too much overload of the tendons on the lower leg that attach to the bone. Right. So those tendons that attach there, help control the ankle you know, whether they control it from um, rolling left or right, they control the toe flexion, toe extension. Um, so they, there's a lot of them in there and they have a, a, you know, a big role, especially when it comes to running. So if mm-hmm. you're not, um, if you don't have the perfect foot posturing, which no one does, uh, but the two people who really get shin splints the most are, when I mean, you see the different foot types <laughs> that come in, you have the different extremes. You have the really mm-hmm. high arch, supinated, brick foot fred flintstone foot like you know Mm -hmm. that type of person and then you got what was the term when the other remember the term we used on the other end of it the
0: uh alabama floor suckers
1: the alabama floor suckers (laughs) right (laughs) Right? we just used that term two days ago didn't we we Um, did yeah yeah so those are the people like really flat arches and over pronation the stiff ones they don't get enough shock absorption in their foot so that stress from running um just bypasses a foot because the foot doesn't dissipate the force of running and it goes into the shin and then it causes issues. On the opposite, the people who are, um, the Alabama floor suckers, the people who over pronate, they just don't have um, the strength and control and to maintain that good natural arch in the foot, which helps absorb the shock. So they're on the polar opposite, but they'll still get the similar injuries, but from two total opposite um, causes, if that makes sense.
0: Yes, yeah. So if,
1: if someone starts to get shin pain initially, it's usually just an inflammation where the tendon attaches to the lining of the bone. If you can address it, solve the problem, it doesn't go any further than that. But most runners don't do that. They just run through it. Yep. They'll, they'll tend to blame the sneakers and they'll go get a new pair of sneakers, which is yep. good for you guys. Yep. Right? It, you know, um, or they'll, a get, bit. <laughs> they'll wear new socks. They'll wear get compression sleeves. They'll try everything. Um, yep. but most of the time it comes down to just the structure of their foot. Mm-hmm. If they don't do anything, they keep running through it, then you can get um, a stress reaction where now you get inflammation onto the lining of the bone. So think of the bone as having a skin on it. So um, mm-hmm. Now the injury just progressed from being like a little irritation on the tendon. So now the lining of the bone gets um, irritated and inflamed. So there's a stress reaction. You mm-hmm. keep running through that, then you can get a stress fracture, which now the lining which... of the bone, Just splits right and this is something if it's bad enough you'll see it on an x-ray but usually, mri's that needed to show it Mm -hmm. yeah i've only seen this happen once but if you keep running through a stress fracture um you can actually get a full fracture
0: wow yeah
1: there was a runner years ago in rhode island at the cross-country state meet um who ran was a state meet he was one of the top runners he was going to run come hell or high water and uh, Mm -hmm. he ran himself into a full fibula fracture
0: wowsies. How do you keep moving? I'd be in so much pain. I'd be crying my eyes out.
1: I I just, yeah, I wouldn't even show up to the start line. I was a tough kid. Yeah, Yeah, so that's the kind of, that's the level of like the shin splint, but also Mm -hmm. what gets thrown in there is uh, have you ever heard of compartment syndrome?
0: I've heard of it, yes. Not completely familiar with it, but I've heard of it.
1: So your lower leg has all those muscles we talked about. There's a lot of muscles and blood vessels and nerves and all sorts of important structures that go up and down in the lower leg. If, so if you looked at like, if uh, I chopped my tibia in half and I kind of looked down um, into my leg, it would be organized in different compartments. So there's like these mm-hmm. sealed fascial compartments that hold a group of muscles here, a group of muscles here. Yeah.
0: Compartments. Do you Syndrome... wanna go, um, I was just gonna say, do you wanna go ahead and do that so we can see do it? it do or... you...
1: Well, I get the contractors upstairs with a couple saws. I can go do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you look at, it, you have these different compartments, and what happens is pressure builds up. You get inflammation, mm-hmm. overwork for the same reasons we talked about that cause the shin splints. If it's depending on the person and their structural makeup, that can just lead to increased pressure in those compartments, and that's extremely painful. Um, yeah, it can you can get circulatory issues into the foot. Um, most of the time, it can not most of the time. I'm about 50% success rate of handling that type of diagnosis conservatively. Um, mm-hmm. But it's modification and training, footwear, lots of tissue work, self-care, foam rolling, strengthening the foot, the hip, all those. Like, there's a lot of work to go in if someone does have it to be mm-hmm. able to keep them running. Um, and yeah. sometimes surgery is needed. Well, they'll go in and they'll – it's called a fasciotomy. They'll kind of slice down the wall of the compartment and just allow it to open. You have more space. Is that Sounds like fun, a... huh?
0: yeah it sounds like a nightmare is that like a overuse thing like you just keep running and running and running and and that will eventually right. be so like if yeah. i'm running so because i get like calf issues sometimes and it just gets like really tight and awful back there if i were to just like ignore it and just run and run and run it could eventually turn into that is that the, the deal it could not i mean it's it's more
1: rare i mean you'll just Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's just say it's a uh, in the shin area. If you can run through it, you'll go through that all those steps Okay, it's just a mm-hmm. shin splint now. We got a stress reaction stress fracture Or if you've got the makeup that has a tight compartment you know, I see it a lot with people with really muscular calves, which I don't have mm-hmm. that issue
0: I've never heard of muscles. I don't know what that is
1: <laughs> um, But like you've seen some of those runners and they got like nice Popeye calves, right? Um, yeah, yeah. The ones that I've seen, they tend to have a lot of muscle down there. Not all of them, but some do. Um, mm-hmm. So you may never run yourself into a compartment syndrome, but if you're um, predisposed to a compartment syndrome, then the overuse yeah. will lead to it. Does that make sense? Uh,
0: yes. Yes, yes. 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 So I've just started running. Right, first couple of months of running, and these shin ones pop up, and I'm getting these pain, this pain, both legs. Um, Oh, actually, before I get to that, one okay. of our uh, listeners here has a question. Okay. What about discomfort on the inside of the ankle when turning your foot inward? So I'm guessing like dropping in a little bit and then getting a little pain on the inside of the ankle there. I'm sure it's, it could be probably a million different things, but if you want to <laughs> talk about maybe something. You're right. Oh, that's the doink. <laughs> hey, doink. That's the doink
1: all right um so i'm 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 thinking the opposite when he says turn your foot inwards so this is the inside of my foot coming this way so interesting yeah so if if uh, dave if you're saying if you're turning your foot in like this and you're getting pain on the inside of the the ankle bone then it could be um one of the three major tendons that runs through there that helps support the arch and turn the foot we call those three tom dick and harry What did you say? He said, yep, that's it. So you know what you're
0: talking
1: about. (laughs) So the three tendons that run in there, um, one goes to your big toe, one goes to the other four toes, and one goes to the midfoot, but they all help kind of support the arch, flex the toes, and supinate the foot. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's really common to get um, tendonitis and tendon issues in there. Um, And a lot of times that can become from overworking the muscle. So freeing up trigger points, getting some dry needling done into the into Tom Dick and Harry along the shin, doing a little grass then work along the tendons to free that up. Um, sometimes we need to put either temporary or permanent, more stability in the shoe, either going up a level and get a more stable shoe, throw an insert in there, some taping techniques. Um, but it's something that Dave, I know you've got uh, a good professional relationship with Rachel at our Pawtucket office. You might want to get back on our schedule, let her check that out.:
0: Yes. yes. Do that.
1: Rachel,
0: Rachel, she's got magic hands, let her fix you, yeah, Um, so, uh, shin splints, got them, what do I do about them,
1: just stop running, just give it up,
0: that's what every doctor says,
1: (laughs) right, exactly, you go to the doctor, you just stop it, just
0: don't run, why are you running, just go for a walk every once in a while, yeah, so uh,
1: again, like, like every question that we always talk about with injuries, there's no one answer because there's so many different right. causes, but I think yeah. you, you will not go wrong no matter what the, um, what type of foot type you have or what the actual causes. But if you were to do good tissue preparation before you run, so that is like taking, if you got a massage gun, like the hypervolt or one of those, or getting a couple of cross balls, um, foam roller, get into the lower leg and really free up those muscles before you run, get rid of some tension, get the blood flow going. Um, That'll help. Another Mm -hmm. thing that'll help is doing a better warm-up and specifically designed to wake up your feet. Um, So things like um, jumping around barefoot, you know, doing some hopping and some running drills barefoot to really wake up the muscles of the foot to make sure they're ready for the run. That also helps. Um, Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, the next thing I would add to that list is hip strengthening if your hip is really weak yeah if mm-hmm. your hip is really weak and your knee starts moving medial lateral too much that's going to affect the foot and if the foot has to try to control everything above it it's going to be an overwork phenomenon down there whereas if your glutes and your rotators and your hip are nice and stable your foot mm-hmm. will hit the ground and it'll be you have a stronger foundation around the pelvis to work off of so hip strengthening foot preparation and then you know toe and foot strengthening, which are the most boring exercises in the world, are all extremely helpful.
0: Yeah, is that stuff like, um, just like lifting up a pencil with your toe over and over again? It could Those be as simple as that. Or yeah, just like lifting simple... your big toe up off the ground. Boring.
1: Yeah, try to do the piano toes?
0: The piano um,
1: I, Right, yeah, so try to lift one foot. You yeah, know, one toe. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Jacket. Sorry, guys.
0: Yeah, put on the the jacket.
1: jacket. (laughs) We got chaos up there. My son has to move his car and he's looking for his keys. Oh, it's in
0: the jacket. Come on, it's in the jacket. It's in the Um,
1: jacket. But yeah, even just we're talking about toe control. Like, if you guys all try this, if you're barefoot, even in your sneakers, like with your foot there, try to just lift your big toe. You know, try to lift pinky and big toe. Try to separate pinky and big toe. Try to lift the middle three. You know you can't it's hard to do them individually like you can with your fingers but if the more control yeah. you get over your toes the more um stability that those um muscles will survive will supply to your foot interesting foot,
0: interesting. foot strengthening foot strengthening absolutely
1: interesting. so uh, i do know. a lot of work with triathletes and mm-hmm. triathletes with a swimming background um you know tend to have slightly less injuries in my opinion Um, and I don't know because like swimming in the water they don't have as much impact if they started off swimming when they were younger so there's less wear and tear but I think Mm -hmm. I would would assume that their foot would have been a little bit weaker but maybe just all the flutter kicking in the water they tend to do okay yeah
0: I would think yeah that would be pretty good strengthening like I always hear like swimming is like a great whole body thing to do yeah
1: and That's I imagine your feet advice. and your
0: toes. You gotta kick you gotta kick those feet. That's like way we went to swim lessons. You gotta do got flutter kick, right? He's, <laughs> he's two and a tell telling him to kick his feet, you know?
1: I wish I liked swimming. I really do because it's so
0: good for you. Yeah, like I enjoy floating, I think. <laughs> more than I do <laughs> swimming. Like I just like yeah. floating. But you probably can't float very well.
1: You're a lean guy. I can't float. I don't yeah. float. I float like a rock.
0: Yeah, it's more like, you know uh, like one of those like float-a, floaty like chairs with like a drink. The beer and like, a, and like a good book or something, you know? That's mm-hmm. my kind of, that's what I call swimming. You
1: know? Okay. I think we need to redefine, recategorize <laughs> swimming. <laughs> right.
0: Um, anyway, so those are some good tips to like deal with shin splints. Now you said the compartment yep. syndrome thing maybe like is like a certain population will get that type of injury. If you're someone, sorry, Lori is on my, my uh, wavelength when it comes to swimming. Um, Anyway, so like if I do, if I am someone like that and I know that maybe I've either, like I might progress to that, What are there some things I can do to either prevent it or if I have it, what are some of the like things that you suggest Folks do for those compartment syndrome issues, right? So it's, it's the same aside thing we from, just talked about. Aside from splitting your fascia, in yeah. and yeah. so it's the
1: same thing we talked about. The more you can prepare your lower leg um, for the impact of running, which is all the things like the tissue preparation first, a good warm up, keeping your foot strong and hip strong. That's basically what we do um for maintenance work and rehab exercises and self-care for all the shin injuries so it wouldn't be any different Mm -hmm. than what we just talked about but if you do know like if it's a we suspect we're suspect that someone has it it's something we definitely want to get diagnosed because it could lead to worse problems if you don't and if you do then like i said a lot a lot of people can handle it and manage it conservatively um but Mm -hmm. you like you want to know if you have it because you don't that's not the type of thing you're just going to run through or make kind of bad decisions on running seven marathons in one year and get into this overtraining effect because that'll just definitely make it worse. So maybe there's a modification or we talked about a paradigm shift and how you look at your training. Um, Mm -hmm. So people, they can still enjoy running and get the health benefits of it, but they just might have to relook at how much they're loading that leg at one time.
0: Right, maybe go for a swim every once in a while.
1: (laughs) Or float like you and Lori like to do. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: So, uh, before we wrap this sucker up, are there any other, like, lower leg injuries, issues that are, like, super common that you see often?
1: Um, So,
0: shin splints in that
1: area would be the top. And then if you just go a little bit lower, um, Achilles uh, tendon issues are obviously big ones. Mm -hmm. Um, Plantar fascia down into the foot a little more. Um, Calf strains. So, there's a... I see a lot of, it tends to be like guys like me, like middle-aged men who are still trying to be as youthful as we can and like push ourselves. Um, I see a lot of um, calf strains and minor calf tears in guys, like middle-aged men, for whatever reason. Um, There's a diagnosis called tennis leg, which is just a little tear of the medial part of your calf where it attaches into the Achilles tendon. And like they should just put a picture of a middle-aged man Put tying his running sneakers in the medical <laughs> dictionary under that term because that's who typically gets it and not necessarily they, playing tennis but um right um uh, that would be a good one so any of the any of the older guys or mid age older guys like be careful keep the calves loose and strong because um, that's the one they you should, see a lot of
0: they should just change the name of it it shouldn't be tennis leg it should be middle age middle age runner leg you know change it to that no um, oh, I'm losing you Mike but uh, I gotta wrap this sucker up anyway so if uh, hopefully Mike comes back but if not I'll leave it with you know a dad joke because usually we do that Um, has to do with seagulls so why do seagulls fly over the ocean and not the bay because if they flew over the bay they'd be called bagels all right. Round of applause, laugh it up. And then, uh, Mike bailed. I think the internet, you know, might not be so great in a house that's getting completely renovated. So I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, I got to get to work anyhow. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to Mike, um, for answering all of our questions and, uh, we will see you next week, hopefully Friday, 9:30 AM for coffee talk with Mike and Eric. Um, Thanks again. Have a great rest of your day.